It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. Thanks for joining me on this Monday edition of the show. Hope you guys all had a great weekend, a much better weekend than BYU basketball had. We're going to talk about that here in this first segment, that face plant that the Cougars had Saturday night in Las Vegas. We'll also get to some good news on the apparel front and BYU athletic front, just in terms of a new deal with Nike that was announced on Friday. BYU getting more money from the apparel giant and showing how much that their brand means means to Nike. I think it's a good sign for BYU athletics. And then, of course, as we always do in the final segment of Monday's show, we catch up on everything that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. So a lot to get to, and let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 11th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And, man, what an awful showing Saturday night in Sin City for BYU basketball. They're absolutely trounced. San Diego ends up winning this game 80-57, to but anybody that watched this game knows that the margin of victory was very deceptive to how the the gap between these two teams in this game was. Uh, BYU with under 12 minutes to go in this game, the under 12 media timeout, BYU had 25 points. Yeah, they were down by as many as 44 points in this game. They opened the game down 13-0 just like that. San Diego came out and took care of business thrashed BYU and I don't want to take anything away from San Diego they deserve full credit Isaiah Pinero looked every bet the all West Coast Conference player that he was named to last week with 27 points and 12 rebounds to lead the Toreros in that victory Isaiah Wright the former Ute had 15 points on the night and then Finn Sullivan off the bench had 17 points he looks quite like quite the player I think he's going to be a guy BYU fans will be seeing for the next few years I believe he's only a freshman but first things first, credit goes to San Diego. They were frustrated with their losses earlier this season, twice to BYU, and they came out and absolutely dominated from the tip, never let up. They were lights out from all over the court, and tip of the cap to them, plain and simple. Now, turning to BYU, what in the world was that? This looked like a team that wants this season to be over and done with. They don't want to play anymore. I don't know if they're sick of each other. They're sick of how this season's gone with the ups and downs. I don't know what it is, but plain and simple, that was an awful awful showing by the BYU basketball program. They should be ashamed. The players that played in this game should be ashamed of their effort in this game. They came out and looked like a team that was just there to see, okay, we got to play 40 minutes here and we'll be done. That was pathetic. I thought this was a team that had some motivation. Had really um, found their second win in the in the latter half of this season. Had overcome some of the early struggles. Of course, they had that disappointing loss to San Francisco, and who knows what happened. But the wind looked like it was completely out of their sails. They were just there to mail it in, get this game over with, and 
see what the postseason op- opportunities are. The fact of the matter is, looking at it, BYU at best is a lower seed in the NIT if they're lucky enough to get picked. I know the NIT goes for a lot of TV matchups in terms of eyeballs, so maybe BYU does get that opportunity to play in the NIT, but personally, I don't think they're deserving of it. This was just an awful awful showing. It was an embarrassing showing if you're a BYU basketball fan or a member of that BYU basketball program. We saw Dave Rose after he took that timeout after BYU fell behind at least 7 or 8 nothing. He calls that timeout. They go to commercial. He comes back and you can see Dave Rose is just red in the face. Hollering at the guys. Trying to get him motivated. But nothing really got through to him. They just absolutely face planted in this game Yoli Childs was BYU's leading scorer on the night with 14 points uh, Connor Harding came off the bench looked like one of the few guys that actually was engaged trying to play well he had 12 points and 4 rebounds in his 18 minutes on the court so a good showing for him TJ Hawes 2 of 12 shooting 10 points on the night BYU as a team shot an West Coast Conference Tournament record worst, one of 17 from three-point range. I know Dave Rose was lamenting the fact or complaining about the fact that BYU only got 20 minutes on the court to shoot before they played that game. I don't care, coach. Your team face-planted, plain and simple. I alluded to the fact that some changes could be coming in this offseason for BYU, and Based on this performance Saturday night, maybe they couldn't come soon enough. I don't know what those changes are going to be. I've just had multiple people tell me that some changes are in the works, whether that's coaching staff, roster, upheaval, whatever it may be. Stuff's going to change. I can tell you this. All indications point to Yoli Childs leaving BYU. Whether that's to the NBA, whether that's overseas, a la Eric Mika and a bunch of other guys like Elijah Bryant in recent years, I don't know, but everything points to BYU star player leaving. Well, that thins an already thin front line for BYU. Uh, opens up some space for Gavin Baxter to potentially slide in and become the player that BYU fans want him to be, but you're losing your best player and you're going to lose McKay Cannon, who's been a very good player down the stretch this year. He was not very good in the game against San Diego. We also lose a big in Luke Worthington. Who knows if every other guy on this roster is going to stay. I just, it was an absolutely pathetic showing. And I'm not going to be one of those BYU media types that's going to try and put lipstick on this pig, make it say, well, they tried. no, there's no excuse. It was an awful showing. And if a BYU media type that you're listening to or reading tries and spins this that, well, they didn't get the chance to shoot right on the court or they didn't, they're lacking for motivation, don't listen to that garbage. Plain and simple, do not listen to that garbage. This is BYU just going out there and laying a massive egg. It was an awful, awful showing. Any BYU fan that watched that, my hat goes off to you. You made it through the whole game. It looked like the fans in mass that had made the trip to San Diego were leaving midway through the second half if they stuck through the first half. I don't blame you one bit. This team didn't show up. And that's and that, that's disheartening. And uh, it screams to me that BYU is lacking heart as a team. And don't worry. I get that it's, you don't... You, 
you question people's heart and people get real defensive real quick. But guess what? The showing BYU had in that game shows that they're lacking heart right now. I don't know what happened. Something happened because I thought this was a team that had kind of found themselves in the second half of this season and were rolling towards what they thought maybe be a postseason berth in the NIT, have some motivation, beat San Diego for a third time in the quarterfinal, advance to tonight's semifinal against St. Mary's, a team that I think is very beatable. I thought BYU was going to have a better showing this, but they did not show up. And that, that screams to me there's a lack of heart, there's something going on, something happened. I can't speak to what it is. I haven't had multiple people reach out to me like they have in the past, but something happened, and BYU didn't show up plain and simple. Like I said, hat goes off to San Diego. They shot 49% for the game. They were scorching 53.3% from in the, in the first half. They shot 7-17 from three-point land. That's 41.2%. So hats goes off to them. They exerted a bunch of revenge on BYU for two losses earlier this season. But BYU, they shot 6-24, 25% from the field in the first half. They were 0-6 from three. 1 of 11 in the second half from 3. That's 5.9% from 3-point line. It's a historically bad performance. That is a record low for shooting percentage in a West Coast Conference tournament game. For the game, BYU shot 31% from the field. This was ugly, ugly, ugly. And that's what I tweeted out about the game on Saturday night. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. There is no excuse for this game. This screamed to me a team that wants the season to be over with. We'll see if they get that bid to the NIT, but if they don't get a bid into the NIT and yet they're relegated to having an option to go play in the CBI or the CIT tournament where you actually have to pay to play, yes, the programs that play in that tournament have to pay money to play in it. I don't see BYU doing it. Maybe they do to get Dave Rose that hallowed 20 wins on the season, but I don't think it's worth it. End the season, do what Utah women's basketball did. They lost their quarterfinal matchup in the Pac-12 tournament. The next day that comes out, yeah, we're done. This season's over with. We're calling it a day. I'd like to see that happen for BYU basketball because based on this performance against excuse me, based on this performance against San Diego, it screams to me that BYU wants this season to be done with. The players are just done, plain and simple. We'll see what happens, but that was a disheartening performance. And BYU fans that stuck it that out. My hat goes off to you because that was awful. I sat through it because I'm a media member. I'm here to talk about it with you guys, but holy smokes, that was bad. All right, I'll step off my soapbox now. We'll talk about some positive developments next. BYU getting a new deal with Nike. More money on the way from the apparel giant. That's a good sign for BYU athletics. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. You 
You are locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And while you're out and about driving, whether that's to work, you have your commute to work, you're out driving, doing errands, playing soccer mom, soccer dad, driving your kids around to various activities. Well, guess what? When you're in the car, you can listen to this podcast. All you have to do is tell your smartphone or your smart device, play podcast locked on Cougars, and have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. You can get my epic rants like you just heard about BYU basketball playing awful. I'll also give you my insight on other topics that we're going to talk about here in a moment about BYU and Nike re-upping their deal. But I would encourage you to give this a shot. It makes everything easy. A lot of us, the majority of Americans, when they're in their car, we use our personal assistants to make phone calls, write text messages, respond to people. We use it for everything. Write down dates of appointments, etc. Well, guess what? That personal assistant can do the same thing with your podcasting needs. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast locked on Cougars when you're out and about in your vehicle and you'll have the latest BYU news right there for you while you're being that so-called captive audience. Now let's talk about some positive news when it comes to BYU athletics after the downer that was BYU basketball over the weekend. Friday afternoon, a new announcement came out from BYU athletics. Tom Homo releasing this, that BYU and Nike have extended their footwear, apparel, and equipment partnership through 2025-2026. BYU is one of the first universities in the country to join Nike back in the late 70s. So this is a 40-year I guess a 40 year relationship, I guess, between these two companies that BYU has had a partnership, I guess what we should call it. Lavelle Edwards kind of started things up with BYU football, Nike executive, um, Phil Knight, the co-founder of the company have had, they had a long standing relationship. They were good friends. There were pictures of them hanging out, having conversations, but I think this is a great sign for BYU athletics. A lot of people wonder if BYU in the long run when it comes to uh, with everything going on with independence and football, being members of the West Coast Conference, members of multiple other conferences, the MPSF, etc. for their other sports. Well, I think a lot of questions about BYU's long-term viability have been answered with this. Uh, the new agreement for BYU and Nike more than doubles the annual value of the previous Nike agreement that BYU had, and it includes annual cash compensation for BYU athletics. The extension also ensures BYU continues its long-standing partnership with the number one footwear and apparel brand in the world, and then a new deal, the Cougars' new royalty rate for licensed BYU-Nike products also increases the revenue for the athletic program. So BYU not only is making double the amount of their previous deal with Nike, but they also have a new royalty deal, which is going to provide more money as well. I'll write in the spirit of just getting this out of the way. I am a massive, massive Nike fan. Your host here, where's Nike? At least one article of clothing that has Nike on it. If not every article of clothing he wears every day has Nike on it. I'm a Nike-aholic, plain and simple. So I love this deal for BYU. I love Nike's brand. I think they do a great job. I think their equipment is top of the line. I know it costs a pretty penny. It costs more than other, other apparel brands. But guess what? You're paying for quality, and I think this is a great deal for BYU. I know it says the annual value of the previous Nike agreement. Well, the value comes in the form of cash, like it mentions, and annual cash compensation from Nike to BYU, but also in form of all the gear that is handed out to BYU athletes. Um, Let's just put it this way. Knowing what I know about what BYU athletes get, and I've got people close to me that were BYU athletes, and I've gotten to know the football program and how they go about things, on a typical um, Nike equipment issue day for a BYU athlete, 
the equipment that's issued to them ranges anywhere from about $500 to $1,500 retail value, and that's per athlete. You think about that for BYU football, I would guess that the stuff that the BYU football players getting are getting, and this doesn't include the uniforms. Uniforms are a whole nother deal. Those are thousands and thousands of dollars. The technology that Nike has put in to those uniforms is a whole nother part of it, and that adds to that value that they mentioned here in this release, but... BYU athletes, the football team, if you had to ask me when they get their equipment issues, I think they get it two or three times a year. Each time, it's probably about $1,000 worth of retail value worth of equipment that they're handed to them for free. And I understand that BYU has this agreement and they have to do it, etc. But this is an awesome showing for BYU. I know a lot of people wonder that if BYU is going to re-up with ESPN, who they also have a long-standing relationship with when it comes to their television contracts for football. We don't know about that quite yet because, of course, BYU is a private university and ESPN's not going to speak on it. You can't really get the records request to act to work for you because BYU's subject to only parts of that and the athletics part of it where you'd have a negotiation for BYU football. Probably not going to get that, but this is a good sign for BYU. Getting double the annual value from Nike, it shows that Nike values the brand that BYU brings. They understand that BYU fans are loyal. They understand that BYU fans show up to games. They're sporting the gear. So I would encourage you guys, reward BYU by going out and buying the Nike product. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but I love Nike gear. Like I said, I just said it just barely. I am an addict to Nike. They have my brand loyalty. They bought me years and years ago. Uh, it makes my wife crazy how much Nike gear I have and continue to purchase, but it lasts forever. I have the same pair of shoes I wear during the winter. Uh, I wear them literally every day that are a pair of Nikes that I've worn for five straight years and they haven't broken down yet. It's awesome. I love the gear from Nike. I love this deal for BYU. I think it speaks extremely well to the long-term viability of BYU as an athletic department, as an independent in football. Who, who knows what the future holds with BYU in terms of pursuing P5 membership? I know they would like to be in a Power 5 conference if they can get in, but I think this showing from Nike, the, the fact that Nike is willing to put up more money, there's a new royalty rate for this BYU-Nike product, They've expanded that whole enterprise where they have a new Nike section in the BYU bookstore, etc. This speaks extremely well to what Nike sees about BYU and and. I think it's a great sign for BYU going forward. Uh, all the teams will be in BYU gear going forward. Basketball, football, soccer, gymnastics, everything you can think of will be BYU and Nike. And it's awesome to see. Kalani Satake said, quote, everyone loves the Nike brand, student athletes, coaches, and recruits. It's a big deal to have Nike as our partner, providing our players with the best technology available in footwear, apparel, and equipment. Being outfitted from head to toe by the top brand in the world is very important to us. Nike has been an amazing partner of BYU football for more than 40 years. And I, I think that speaks to it right there. BYU has done a great job representing themselves on a national stage. I know that BYU fans like to see them back kind of at the peak of their powers. And who knows if they ultimately ever get back to that. But the nice part is that Nike sees value with BYU's brand and wants to remain involved with it. Uh, Lavelle Edwards really started doing things in the late 70s, early 80s. There's a bunch of pictures with Lavelle when he did promotional things. He's wearing Nike polo. 
solos, etc. So this is just awesome to see. Um, Tom Homo's quote here was, one of my fondest memories as a player, coach, and administrator at BYU is our long-standing great relationship with Nike. From the very start, when Lavelle Edwards and Phil Knight became friends in the late 70s to the present time, Nike has been a wonderful partner. Yeah, so plain and simple, I think this is a great deal for BYU. I think it ex- speaks extremely well of BYU's brand and long-term viability in terms of the national landscape. ESPN signed an exclusive deal with BYU when they went independent. Nike's been with BYU since the 70s, and they've locked it up for another seven years. BYU is a brand that is not going anywhere. You just want to see BYU perform a little bit better when they're on those national stages and wearing this prestigious product. We'll see if that happens, but it's good to see BYU being rewarded for their steady showing the brand that they have and the loyalty of BYU fans. I think it goes hats off to you guys that are out there purchasing Nike product, etc. They wouldn't do a deal like this and double the annual value if they didn't think that BYU fans would represent. So Congratulations once again to BYU. And I think uh, the last thing I wanted to say here is the quote from Phil Knight. He's, of course, Nike's co-founder. He's the current chairman emeritus. He says, quote, we've had a relationship with BYU for nearly 40 years now. We don't have a better relationship in the country than the one we have with BYU. We are very proud of it. We love the relationship and the program. That's awesome to hear. BYU set for the long term. That's just my take. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch or at the show's Twitter feed at Locked on Cougars. You also can follow us on Instagram. We'll be out at BYU football practice today getting some more pictures, sights, and sounds going on. So follow us there, Locked on Cougars. More in a moment. Catching up on everything going on with BYU sports over the weekend. This is Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Swinging on the first pitch, goes the other way down the right field line, and that's going to fall in fair, bounce all the way to the wall. Brock Hale will score. They'll send in the second runners. Jackson Clough slides in, and that is a two-run single for DJ McNew, and BYU increases its lead to five to nothing. Welcome back. As we close out today's show, as we always do on Mondays, wanted to catch up on everything going on in the other BYU sports. Another good weekend for BYU baseball. They had rain and snow kind of affect them, but you saw that new field. If you saw the time lapse, BYU's new field has the heated um, coils underneath that turf, and it allows the field to melt and be playable in March cool to see that happen but BYU got in three games I guess technically two and a half uh, one of the games is called after five innings was officially ruled a full game but BYU swept the three games against Milwaukee fantastic showing as you heard the highlight there coming in from DJ McNew he is a great player uh, only a sophomore could be a breakout star for BYU at least in the early going this season the pitching for BYU baseball continues to be a very strong point they are 11 and three now uh, the pitching's been awesome so far this season. DJ McNew providing plenty of offense. BYU as a whole putting up a lot of 
A lot of runs in those three games against Milwaukee. BYU will begin WCC play this coming weekend against regular WCC contender Gonzaga via three-game series Thursday through Saturday at Miller Ballpark. I saw the forecast for later this week should be pretty good, so hopefully they can get all three of those games in. On to women's softball. They went 3-2 and two over the weekend at the Long Beach State slash UCLA Invitational. They started out the, the weekend with three straight wins, beating Robert Morris, Long Beach State, and Ohio. Then they lost to Boston University before leading number two UCLA into, I believe, the fourth or fifth inning, but then it fell apart late, losing to the number two ranked Bruins 8-2 to two to finish off the weekend. BYU is now, I believe, 10, yeah, 10 and 11 on the year, so their up and down season continues for BYU softball. Hopefully they can get things going here. We'll keep you updated on any of the news that comes out from softball. Um, elsewhere over the weekend, number 22 ranked BYU men's tennis can collected their seventh sweep of the season. It's their ninth straight win with a 4-0 win at Boise State. BYU's back home this weekend for two WCC matches against Pacific on Friday and St. Mary's on Saturday. The women's tennis team also won over the weekend, beating Utah State 6-1. They are 6-4 on the year. They're back home this weekend as well, hosting Pacific and WCC play. And then they have their Deseret First Dual Showdown against Utah on Saturday. Both of those matches also in Provo. So a full weekend out there at the tennis courts on BYU's campus if you want to go enjoy those. The number 10 ranked BYU men's volleyball team split their matches over the weekend. They beat number 3 UC Irvine 3-1 on Friday, then turned around and lost 3-1 on Saturday. The Anteaters have been a thorn in BYU's side for a long time and a lot of you probably are wondering, well, wasn't this a conference showdown? It's not anymore. They split the MPSF and the um, Big West now has their own conference, which the Anteaters play in. So it was a non-conference showdown, but a decent showing nonetheless for BYU against a number th- a top three team splitting the series with UC Irvine. They're home again this weekend hosting UCLA and Pepperdine on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Women's gymnastics team, I wanted to note this for you guys. They didn't compete over the weekend. They were at Boise State on Thursday, scoring a high of 197 for the season. It's the first time they've topped a score of 197 since 2004, so it's been 15 years. And as a result, BYU jumped up from number 19 in the national rankings to number 14. I'll say, I said it once, I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. Guard Young is doing great work with the BYU women's gymnastics team. Congratulations to them on that high of 197, the season high, and also just a 15-year high. It was great to see that. One final note for you is that BYU women's basketball is in action tonight. Uh, They play in that semifinal matchup, and this is a big opportunity for BYU women's basketball. They win this game, advance to face what it looks like probably is Gonzaga in the final tomorrow. I think BYU's already got their spot locked up in the women's NCAA tournament. That's just my thought. I'm not a bracketologist by any means, but I feel like they've done enough to earn that slot. Now, can they go out, beat Gonzaga for a third time, and make sure that they clinch that spot in the women's tournament? We'll see what happens. they got to win the game tonight. I'm interested to see, well, today it's actually this afternoon, but I'm interested to see how they perform and hopefully they advance to that final and get that opportunity, a third crack at the nationally ranked Zags. We'll see how it all shakes out. So there you go. Rundown of how the weekend went for BYU Sports. 
Oh, also, excuse me. Sorry, I, f- I failed to mention this. I should have mentioned it. I crossed over it on my list here. Is that men's and women's golf are also in action today and tomorrow. Uh, the men's team is in San Francisco, California. They are per- taking part in the Olympic Club Intercollegiate Tournaments. So best of luck to the men's team there on the West Coast. While the women's golf team is down south in St. George, they're hosting the BYU at Entrada Classic there in St. George. It's their quote-unquote home tournament of the season. So hopefully good showings for both the men's and women's golf teams today and tomorrow. We'll have a recap of the first couple of rounds for both of them on tomorrow's show. We'll recap BYU women's basketball as well for you tomorrow. Hopefully previewing a championship showdown against Gonzaga or whoever advances out of the other semifinal. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be at BYU football practice later today, catching up with players and coaches. Excited to see what they have after a full week of the first week of spring ball. We didn't get a chance to speak to them after their two other practices last week, so we'll find out what updates they've got. We'll have interviews, etc. for you coming up this week as well. Thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show, especially if you're using it on Apple Podcasts. That five-star rating is worth its weight in gold let me know hit me up on twitter if you do do that review i'm happy to follow you on twitter i'm going to reward you guys we'll also follow you on the locked on cougars account so tweet at us at jacob c hatch at locked on cougars let us know you've given us that five-star review you can send in a screenshot if you must but we'll give you a follow and make sure that we're always up to date on what you got what your thoughts are when it comes to byu sports because you helped us out all right thanks again for your continued support of the show we'll be back tomorrow as we always do talking all things BYU right here on Locked on Cougars. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day